Anheuser-Busch CEO talked about the Bud Light boycotts, but apparently avoided all of it. Uh, his company's response and comeback Decades, strategy. Bud Light was America's top-selling beer before being dethroned by Modelo back in May. Now, this came after a boycott of Bud Light and its parent company, Anheuser-Busch, by some consumers. The controversy, I know you've heard all about it, began after trans social media star, that's Dylan Mulvaney, posted a video on Instagram, this was in April, showing the company had sent her personalized Bud Light cans, was all part of an online promotion. Anheuser-Busch then faced more backlash for its handling of the boycott. Anheuser-Busch, U.S. CEO, that's Brendan Wentworth, we're happy to say, joins us at the table live and in color for an exclusive interview. Number one, we're glad to have you here. Many, yeah, many you. people in it's your Modelo position time. would be running for the hills at this point. Given the moment we're in, this moment in America with trans issues at the top of a Republican social uh, or conservative uh, political agenda, knowing what you know now, if you could go back, would you send this can to this one person again? There's a, a big social conversation taking place right now, and big brands are right in the middle of it. There's no world in which, like, this kind of capitulation to psychotic reactionaries is reasonable. Imagine if there was enough momentum against black people or miscegenation, which wasn't that long ago. Like, there was this level of uh, uh, backlash towards miscegenation, right? Like, imagine if Bud Light at the time chose to give a f uh, beer can to a uh, interracial couple, and then the Republicans, or at the time, like, the conservative movement decided, like, this we're burning it to the ground do you think it would be a, an adequate thing do you think it would be a valuable thing do you think it would be a just thing to immediately capitulate to the reactionary psychopaths and turn around and say you know we really fucked up by giving one beer can to some random trans influencer which everybody freaked out about this sets up a very terrifying precedent that republicans can get everybody invested in whatever kind of mania that they believe in i hate that the point is this these people on the right are becoming increasingly more unhinged. You can't f***ing listen to what they're doing and saying and take it seriously. Because the very same people that are losing their minds over, like, trans people existing, or, like, Bud Light trying to expand its market share to uh, the demographic of, like, Dylan Mulvaney fans, are the very same people that also think, like, satanic pedophilia is happening at, at state schools because teachers are sometimes gay. How are we going to uh, legitimize their, their psychotic perspectives? I hate this notion that American exceptionalism is cultivated. I've talked about this a lot, where we think that every single person, every single American, has a unique perspective that deserves to be heard heard and taken seriously by virtue of an American person uttering said words. That's not the case. That's not true. People need to be told to shut the fuck up. People need to be told that they are wrong all the time. They should not be coddled. They should not be babied and they should not be listened to. And so for us, what we need to understand is deeply understand and appreciate is the consumer and what they want what for the record like i'm not even being i'm not even talking about them being like nazis or anything i'm talking about them being insane that's what i'm saying like if you want to call me ableist you can but like i'm sorry i can't be sitting here legitimizing people who are mentally ill and have made that mental illness their only form of politics you're insane you're hallucinating why the fuck should i legitimize your hallucinations it's crazy what are we doing you're not supposed to literally make the village idiot be the leader, okay? You're supposed to just look at it and go, that's the village idiot. We're moving on. You're not supposed to go, hold on, let the village idiot cook. So you did point out that Anheuser-Busch has in the past supported the queer community. In fact, you had these cans... Uh 
in 2019 that were rainbow bottles that were sold in stores all that. across the yeah. country. Um, but the political arm of Anheuser-Busch has donated to anti-LGBTQ plus politicians. Um, so where do you Damn, they're cooking them right now. Bro, this is awesome. What is happening? CBS Mornings will, like, cut propaganda talking about how, like, an American uh, Navy SEAL should have the right to kidnap, like, an Afghan child. But then also this, which is weird. Like, what is this? Is this Democracy Now? I've never seen this. Democracy Now, the world uh, and news report. Stand, and where does the company stand on queer rights? You know, as from uh, we support politicians that support our business. I know this new campaign, uh, this new ad campaign is going to focus on the people behind the beer. Uh, yep. They've faced, you know, confrontations just for driving a Bud Light truck. If mm -hmm. you're a distributor, you face confrontations for selling the beer. And uh, there have been bomb own, threats. The LAPD had to do a sweep through a brewery in Los Angeles, right? This is yeah. all happening. So when you, when you have these conversations with these folks, I mean, I imagine some frank words are exchanged. They're upset. What do you say back? And is there any financial assistance? You look at a situation like that where people are legitimately doing terrorism threats and your answer isn't like one-sided. Your answer isn't to like just basically say, no, this is like terrorism. Everybody needs to calm the fuck down. It's a one, it's one beer can. You don't give a shit about this, okay? Worry about your own life. Worry about the things that genuinely impact you and not one fucking can of beer with Dylan Mulaney's face on it, you absolute psychopath. Instead of saying that, he's like, oh, well, you know, there were some disagreements. It was really divisive. Yeah, divisive for who? One side that doesn't give a shit one way or another because it's not like getting Dylan Mulvaney's face on a fucking beer can means like trans rights are somehow magically coming to the United States of America but no one gives a fuck about that side on that side no one cares the other side is like one one can one can of beer with Dylan Mulvaney's face on it I'm gonna do terrorism I just don't understand how you could just sit there and still capitulate to the fucking insane unjustifiable demands of the psychotic white supremacist mob that's foaming out their mouths and doing threats of terror. Here's Dylan Mulvaney, by the way. Hi. This is the last thing I wanted to cover from the news section before we move on to some more fun shit. One thing I will not tolerate people saying about me is that I don't like beer because I love beer and I always have. I built my platform on being honest with you and what I'm about to tell you might sound like old news, but you know that feeling when you have something uncomfy like sitting on your chest? Well, that's how I feel right now. So this feels like the right thing to do. I took a brand deal with a company that I loved and I posted a sponsored video to my page. And it must have been a slow news week because the way that this ad got blown up, you would have thought I was like on a billboard or on a TV commercial or something major. But no, it was just an Instagram video. And you might be thinking, Dylan, why bring it up now? I, I'm bringing it up because what transpired from that video was more bullying and transphobia than I could have ever imagined. And I should have made this video months ago, but I didn't. And I was scared and, and I was scared of more backlash and, and I felt personally guilty for what transpired. So I patiently waited for things to get better, but surprise, they haven't really. And, and I was waiting for the brand to reach out to me, but they never did. And for months now, I've been scared to leave my house. I have been ridiculed in public. I've been followed. And I have felt a loneliness that I wouldn't wish on anyone. And I'm not telling you this because I want your pity. I am telling you this because if this is my experience from a very privileged perspective, know that it is much, much worse for other trans people. For a company 
to hire a trans person and then not publicly stand by them is worse, in my opinion, than not hiring a trans person at all, because it gives customers permission to be as transphobic and hateful as they want. And, and the hate doesn't end with me. It has serious and grave consequences for the rest of our community. And to turn a blind eye and pretend everything is okay, it just isn't an option right now. And, and you might say, but Dylan, I, I don't wanna get political. Babe, supporting trans people, it shouldn't be political. There should be nothing controversial or divisive. This is a really well-spoken, short way to describe the events that unfolded. Bud Light wanted Dylan Mulvaney's audience. Bud Light worked with Dylan Mulvaney on a very limited campaign. The actual people that brought this audience to the forefront of the American public was not Bud Light and it was not Dylan Mulvaney. It was Matt Walsh and the rest of the right-wing psychopaths. And as a consequence of that, Dylan Mulvaney got a fucking target on her back. And also even on top of uh, on top of that, a target on the backs of all trans people. That target grew. It already existed. I cannot believe that Bud Light straight up just left her out to fucking dry on her own. It's so shitty. And the reason why they did it wasn't because they were like pro-trans, by the way. The reason why they did it was because, Dylan's right, queer people drink beer too. And they wanted to get queer people who have a lot of disposable income spend more money on Bud Light. But the worst part of it all is that they capitulated to the right-wing mob. It's perhaps the absolute worst thing you can ever do because these freaks get off on this shit. Once you give them an inch, they are going to take anything and everything they can. And they have, and they will continue to do so. And as Dylan also mentioned, it would have been better not to work with any queer people whatsoever than to work with them and then do this shit. It's so fucked up. I don't, I don't know if I want to watch Matt Walsh's response to this video. Oh, it's just, it's not a video. He just says Dylan made him Dylan made herself the mascot of transgenderism profited immensely from it used her platform to push for the mutilation of children and then experienced a completely justified backlash I have no sympathy for her Dylan Mulvaney did not make herself the face of transgenderism whatever the fuck transgenderism is is not a thing okay it's not an ideology but even if it was even if Dylan Mulvaney was like I'm trans and I want to be the spokesperson for trans people you still didn't describe why it's okay to just fucking try to get this person to kill themselves. Like, you you never really mentioned that at all. You just kind of assume, these guys always do, that, oh, trans is bad and everyone agrees with me, so that's it, you know? Like, you made zero arguments. And then on top of that, the only thing that would resemble an argument as to why Dylan Mulvaney would be a bad person was just a lie. The mutilation of children. Just straight up a lie. Really fucked up. But caring about the LGBTQ plus community requires a lot more than just a donation somewhere during Pride Month. And all this to say, bottom line, is that if you follow me, if I've made you smile, if you care about me, I need you to care about every trans person and i need you to support us and i need you to stand by us and and hey it's still pride month so um i'm gonna celebrate being alive and i'm gonna i want to believe that there is some justice out there and that will happen one day it will come one day that's all i'm gonna say i can't say anything else I can't say anything else because i'll fucking say some bannable shit okay it's hard and I'm going to celebrate the fact that no matter how many thousands of horrible messages or news anchors misgendering me or companies going silent, that I can look in the mirror 
and see the woman that I am and that I love being. And, and I know you were probably here for the tea of it all, um, but I would love for something productive to come from this. So there is a link in my bio to the Trans Law Center who is doing some wonderful work if you have the means to donate. I love you. Bye. Oh, they recently, oh, they apologized for it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hate I hate when my newsletter is quoting Hitler in a positive light. Is it like attributing it to Hitler or it's just like No 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 literally straight up in Indiana chapter of Monster Liberty, a nonprofit that advocates for parental rights and education was recently labeled as extremist by an anti-hate watchdog and is apologizing and condemning Adolf Hitler after using a quote attributed to the Nazi leader in its inaugural newsletter. The group's Hamilton County chapter on Thursday posted a revised version of his newly launched newsletter, The Parent Brigade, and they said, We condemn Adolf Hitler's actions and his dark place in human history. We should not have quoted him in our newsletter and express our deepest apologies. And if you're wondering what they quoted, the first version of the newsletter included the quote, he alone who owns the youth gains the future and cited Hitler. While the origin of the quote is not entirely clear, it has been attributed in numerous historical texts to a 1935 rally speech by the Nazi leader. At least they cited him appropriately. Yeah, I think yeah, that's what's yeah. important. This was a lesson about uh, MLA and APA formatting. Uh, you're supposed to do that every time even if the person you're citing is adolf hitler oh by the way it is the same exact quote that uh that illinois candidate dropped in the january 6th uh meetup that she was at i like that they bounce it out by having trump quote lenin yeah so it's it's just like lenin which is funny because that's not even lenin yeah, yeah. the 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 <laughs> Uh, those who control the vote counters control the destiny or whatever. Oh, it's like the, the vote counter is more important than the voter or something. Yeah. I call him Lenin. He's so cool. He's so stupid. Just, where does he get it? You know, Lenin. Lenin. Did anyone ever hear of Lenin? He said, the vote counter is far more important than the candidate. Has anyone ever heard that's Lenin? Lenin, as they say in Russia. Why did he say that? It's just like, it's a very odd thing to say. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to say, I call him Lenin. Like, I don't know why you did that. Oh, here, this is the this Republican. This is the battle. Hitler. Oh, was I was right. U.S. Congresswoman Mary Miller of Illinois told a crowd outside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th that Hitler was right on one thing. This is the battle. Hitler was right on one thing. He said, whoever has the youth has the future. Our children are being propagandized. Today, I want to encourage you to do two things. The funniest thing is like, that's exactly what Hitler said. And you have the almost identical politics of Hitler. <laughs> so like, you know, it's not for you. It's not Hitler was right on one thing for you. It was Hitler was right on everything. Like what, what don't you agree with Hitler on? You literally are quoting him while also simultaneously like trying to continue his mentality. There's a billion other people you could have quoted who said similar things. I mean, yeah, she said we got to hand it to Hitler for being right on this. But like the reason why she's picking Hitler is because, you know, she also agrees with why you need to groom children. Yeah, they should change Moms for America and Moms for Liberty to Moms quoting Hitler. <laughs> moms for Hitler. Children's minds with what is true and right and noble. And then they can overcome evil with good because they can actually discern between what is evil and what is good.
again, I must repeat myself here, but like that's exactly how Hitler presented it as well. Like the the Hitler youth was designed specifically to do this to like, you know, ideologically train kids to be fascist. It, very odd. Anyway, they did it again. Another oopsie by these guys. Tony Evers uses veto powers to extend annual increases for public schools for the next four centuries. Legislative Republicans worked tirelessly over the last few months to block Governor Evers' liberal tax and spending agenda. Unfortunately, because of his powerful veto authority, he reinstated some of it today. He reinstated some of it today, Speaker Assembly Robin Voss uh, Rochester said today. But of course, there are some uh, naysayers out there that says, this dub rules, but what are the odds it gets stopped in the courts? Well, turns out, or not turns out, but uh, hey, you know, Democrats do control it. So who knows? But Democrats are also not exactly pro-public education. Governor Tony Evers vetoed the words and numbers uh, in red, creating a 325 uh, per student increase in the school funding each year until 2425 in the state of Wisconsin. For the limit for 2023... <laughs> 2425 add 325 to the result under par i don't know can you do that i've never seen a veto like this i didn't even know it was something that you can do he just like deleted he literally deleted certain words to make the thing become like a a a 400 year a 402 year uh uh, spending called a red line veto very controversial it's called a line veto i mean it's sick they should do that more frequently in Wisconsin, the government can partially veto sections. I mean, it seems, yes, it does seem like they can do this in Wisconsin. Otherwise, they, a governor ever attempting something like this unless it was legally permissible. I love this. Because their legislation needs to be written on Swiss cheese. I, I just don't, I don't really understand uh, how or why this is legally permissible, but I'm not going to fucking sit here and cry about it. Uh, I'm not one of those people that says, oh, well, what if the Republicans use this? And it's like, well, first of all, they will. They probably have. I don't know. But it's always like the, oh, what if we expand What if we expand the Supreme Court and then Republicans further expand it when they're in power? And I'm like, have you seen the Supreme Court? They already did it. So what? What, what are they going to have another super majority? Oh, no. If only the, the Republicans create yet another super majority after liberals are out of power. Terrifying. It would be terrifying if the Republicans had a supermajority in the United States Supreme Court. The Republicans never have those conversations, and that's why they win. Yeah. Let's move on to a very, very important issue in hand. Lab test show substance found at White House was cocaine. Breaking news. Lab tests just back on the powdery substance found at the White House over the weekend have come back positive for cocaine. This substance was found, it briefly forced an evacuation there. Preliminary tests said it was cocaine. Now these other lab tests have come back. Let's go to the White House. CNS Priscilla Alvarez is there. This does raise a whole lot of questions about how the substance got there, Priscilla. It certainly does, and one of the big questions here is how it entered the White House to begin with. Now, where it was found was in the West Wing, in a common area, not an individual office, and also in... Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo. Yo. That's fire. Dude, how do you think Joe Biden has been fucking coming across like he's alive? When he says, look alive, Jack, it's the Mac attack. This is what he's talking about. Talking about powder. Talking about going skiing. Was Hunter visiting recently? I don't know. This is hate. It's called the White House. They like the party. Agreed area where private uh, group led tours pass through. We also know that the substance was found near where the guests are asked to leave their cell phones 
before proceeding into the West Wing. Now, again, this is part of an ongoing investigation. We're trying to get more from the Secret Service as, again, how this got into the White House and who brought it in. All of those questions still lingering, but at the very least, those lab tests are now in. John? An investigation being led by the Secret Service, uh, Priscilla, and we should know it. I mean, clearly they know everyone who goes into that building. It is a known quantity. That's right. I come in and out of this building on a regular Damn, what's she trying to say? What is she trying to say right now? That I go through that building all the time. God damn, dude. I feel like she's diving on that Hunter Biden bullet. God, Hunter is so hot. I have so much in my head cannon about this. Conservatives are freaking out. Yeah, because they're deeply uncool. <laughs> Not a public secret that any high place official that works for over 50 hours a week is on coke. I don't know why they would do that unless they are, you know, out of Adderall or something. What is it? Is the Adderall shortage getting to the White House? That's why they're doing fucking coke. Basis, and you do have to pass just like you would at the airport through um, through security. And so the question now is going to be how this how this came to be. Uh, and Secret Service is the one who's going to be fielding those questions. Don't yeah, I mean they absolutely have it on camera. Right? Unless someone somehow every corner of the White House is in covered cameras, that would be shocking. 